When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I don't think they're ready for this. This is different. A LA Ram podcast, not based in California, but based in Florida? Come on, nah. You know I had to do it. Ram Nation, stand up. It's Ramley Talk from the Playmakers Bar podcast, hosted by Darnell the Playmakers Silence. Let's talk Rams football. Ladies and gentlemen, Ram Nation, what's going on? I'm happy to do my second episode of Ramley Talk with you guys on today. Should have been a third one, but a lot of things happened last week, so I didn't get to do it. Apologize for that. But nevertheless, we're gonna we gonna do what I supposed to do last week, and I'm doing this week. We're gonna buy it together to make this episode two. So as always, we're gonna talk about hard knocks. We're gonna get into the schedule. And we'll do a little deep diving in our division of the NFC West. So without further ado, let's go ahead and dive into what's been going on on Hard Knocks. I mean, I'm enjoying Hard Knocks. I'm not going to lie. Hard Knocks is, is very enjoyable right here, right now. Looking at, this, looking at the team, the LA teams, both LA teams, they are working hard. They are doing every precaution to keep all the players safe and healthy during this pandemic. But looking at the Rams for us, I'm, I'm lacking the storyline that we got we're going on with Clay Johnston. We saw him, we, we was introduced to him in the second episode, you know, scrimmages and walkthroughs, stuff like that. He, he's excited. He's an exciting guy. He's, he loves the game of football, as all everybody does, but you can, you can feel his enthusiasm about it. Even in, in the walkthroughs. And then in episode three, they did a scrimmage and he finally got on the field. And, you know, they they saw a lot of not good, so good spots. And he got a tackle. They There was like a third and short that type thing. And he made he made he made a good um, solo tackle to stop the offense, which was good to see. It's going to be interesting to see if. If this guy can make it seven round draft pick for us, I want to know can he do enough to make the team? Can he do enough not to get cut? On the other side, on the on on the same side, on the defensive side, we got to look at Juju Hughes, a safety for us that was undrafted. Love the damn two pick. Always walk around with a two pick. I like he got some swag to him. Thing is, I don't know. And this and these difficult times that we are living in, can can six seventh undrafted players make teams without preseason games? We never been through nothing like this before. 
So it's going to be interesting to see if somebody like a Juju Hughes and a Clay Johnson can, can make this team. You know, I like the enthusiasm. I like what they come with it, but can't do. Is that enough time for them to learn what they need to be learned and show that they learn it and can play this game at a level that's fitting for the rim? I, I just don't know. Now, they did show the first scrimmage. They ain't when it gets the second one, but I'm pretty sure I know they probably did two scrimmages already. In the first scrimmage, Aaron Donald. <laughs> He just Aaron Donald's being Aaron Donald. I'm just gonna say it like that against his own team, but not nah, Aaron Donald's being Aaron Donald. So y'all just might as well get ready because that man is coming. So Dak Prescott, you on the clock, sir. September 13 can't get here fast enough for Aaron Donald, so he can go ahead and sack you about a good three times. But I like what I'm saying. A lot of not a word coming out of you know. Let me let me, let me hold, hold on to that. What I'm saying from hard from hard knocks is some good things, and got to see the the stadium fully. Man, I want to be in that stadium. I gotta I gotta find a way when all this is over with to go to California. I don't care if I gotta catch a football game. I don't even care. If I, I don't care if it gotta be WrestleMania for me. I would come there for WrestleMania, and I know WrestleMania supposed to be the next go around, which would be 2021. We'll see if that if that still happens, but. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go to SoFi Stadium. I got to go to SoFi Stadium. I have got to be inside this stadium. I gotta see it. I gotta see it for myself. I don't care what I gotta do. I don't gotta, I don't care if I gotta pray to the God himself 50 million times before I go. I gotta go to SoFi Stadium to see a Rams game. Period. Seeing it on hard, it don't do me no justice. I have to see him. I got to see the stadium. I got to. Anyway, now, since I t- took away hard knocks, now that I got through hard knocks, uh, let's switch to what I was going to say. Um, a lot of news, a lot of notifications coming to my phone about how good the offense is looking, especially Vance Jefferson. Last time we talked, I talked about the defensive draft pitch that we had. Vance Jefferson. All right, receiver, Florida, one of the top pure possessions receiver in the draft. Some draft experts say he had the best hands in the draft. I know this for a fact because I am a Gator fan. I have watched Van Jessen for the, I think it's three years he's been there, or four years he's been there. No, he was there four years ago. He was a senior this past season. The man can catch the ball. The man can run routes. So we talking about, we already knew about Robert Roy's route running ability. We knew, already knew about Cooper Cup route running ability. We knew about their catching ability. You just added another one to the group who can run routes and catch the ball, possess the ball. You have a three-headed monster in the receiving core. I'm trying to tell y'all, listen to me. Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Vance Jefferson as your three receivers. You can get first downs. You can move the chains. You don't have to worry about, oh, man, it's third and, it's third and medium, third and long. You have three guys who can run crisp routes and possess the ball. This is, I'm love. I knew going in when they draft, when I seen Vance Jefferson was drafted by the Rams, 
I jumped for you. I'm like, yes, we got another one because that guy can play the game of football. That guy is a receiver. He's not going to be flashy. He's not going to. He's not going to do nothing flashy. He's going to run his route. He's going to run it to a crisp. And you're going to hit him every time. That man is that good. So, yes, that was a good draft pick. Another draft pick that I'm good with was drafting Cam Akers, running back from Florida State. Now, Florida State had some tough times when he was there. But he wasn't the problem. He was nowhere near the problem. He was probably he was trying to be one of the solutions because of the way he ran the ball at Florida State. You hate it every time he touched the ball. He's like, somebody please get this man down. If you don't get this man down and he break a tackle, he could be going to the crib for a touchdown. That's how good he is. He got speed. He got speed. Now he at the NFL level, he might have to put on some more weights because. You know, these guys are beasts on the defensive side, so you probably won't be able to break the tackle like he used to, like he was at Florida State, because Florida State didn't really have offensive line, so he had no choice but to break tackles. Some was almost similar to what Barry Sanders had to do when he was with the Detroit Lions, but he doesn't he's not that swift like Barry Sanders. But anyway. Cam Akers. Love that pick. Love that pick. So He's in a backfield battle with Daryl Henderson, by the way, who suffered a hamstring injury. So that opens the door for Cam Makers. You got Malcolm Brown, who is who been there the longest, and you got Cam Makers. So we're gonna see how these, how Sean McVay and the, and the running back coaches handle these three running backs because all three can play. Oh, matter of fact, you still got John Kelly. John Kelly has fallen off the map a bit, so I'm kind of worried about John Kelly. I don't think John Kelly might not make it. He might get cut. We'll see. But it's really between Malcolm Brown, Darryl Henderson, even though he has a hamstring injury, and can't make it for the running back position, trying to replace Todd Gurley. That's going to be a battle to look at. Officer Line is doing good. We got to, you know, work on the pre-snap penalties, but it's going to happen when you're you know, you've been off for so long and you're trying to get back in shape and you're trying to get back into football, uh, football mindset. Priest not finished is going to happen. And now the fact you don't have priest in the game is really going to be difficult because you're not in you're not in a real game situation. So priest not pennies it's pretty much going to happen. There's no way around it. So. If we can work through that and get through them pre-slap penalties, the offense should be good because the line's looking decent. The line's looking decent. That's one of the questions everybody had going in. How does the line look? The line's look pretty decent, even though it's against our defense. And our defense line is probably one of the best defensive lines in the league, especially with Aaron Donald and Michael Brock is leading the way. Now, we'll work that out. We'll get things going. One thing I did mention about Hard Knocks was on episode two, we got to look. Jalen Ramsey was looking for a house, and they did a, a open house on this big behind house, this re all technology house. Like this, it's a it got a, a technology of pictures on a roll of him and his kids already. It's like wow, he got this big behind chessboard outside the house. <laughs> the Pieces are just as tall as you and big as you. Playing real life chess, chess board. And it's a big behind house in a very large area. But I got to admit, California, Los Angeles is a big place, to say the least. So, let's need 
do what you got to do, man. Get get that man Jenner Ramsey his his money. Whatever y'all got to shape it out, how many years it don't mind. If you got to do five, six years to, to stretch it out, do that. But give the man his money. Let that man stay in L.A. He wants to be in L.A. forever. He wants to be around forever. He enjoys the culture that we have in L.A. So pay the man, get the man his money. You already got Aaron Donald signed up. You already got Jerry Gall signed up. We got to work on Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. But that would be done. Get Ramsey his money. Let our cornerstones on defense be here for the long haul. That's that's all I got to say on that. Now, what else do I need to get into before I... Okay, let's get into our NFC West division. So, we already know the San Francisco 49ers won the division. They won the NFC because they were the representative for the Super Bowl. And they lost to Kansas City. Pretty much like how we did two years ago. We won the NFC West. We won the NFC and we lost to the new damn New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. So, the NFC West is the ones that's to be producing the winners out of the NFC. Only thing we got to do is win the damn Super Bowl now. The last time the NFC West had won the Super Bowl, the damn Seattle Seahawks when they pretty much slapped around the Denver Broncos. But Seattle has been to the Super Bowl twice. We've been once, and San Fran has been there. So, just within the 2010s, on up to where we at now, we've been there about three times, three, four, four times. So it's good to see that the NFC West is becoming the toughest division in the NFL. So with the San Francisco 49ers, you already know, Coach Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy G, they lost Mike Breida, but they they went long term with Warheen Most they still got Tevin Coleman. They lost Emmanuel Sanders over to the New Orleans Saints, so Kendrick Bourne will be one of the guys to step up. Of course, Debo Samuel, as always. This they they gave George Kittle an extension, so they got they got their main pieces there. So we got to continue with these guys again. Now on the defensive side, they still got their defense for the most part. Got to deal with that tenacious defense. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard trying to dethrone the San Francisco 49ers. It's gonna be an uphill battle. It's gonna be a challenge. We will see the San Francisco 49ers win week six. So when I get to talking about the next the next four eight games of the schedule, we will we will have it. And I'll tell you what how we'll do against the 49ers. Matter of fact, did it matter of fact since I didn't do nothing last week, I'm gonna do the next eight games. So we talking we'll see the 49ers twice in that stretch. We'll see the Seahawks and the Cardinals once in that stretch. And we have three and three night three prime time games in that stretch too for them eight games that I'm gonna talk about in preview. Which is gonna be interesting to see but hey this is schedule that we gave us we're gonna pray that we can make it through this pandemic and get through all these games. So, now, I say I ain't going to keep y'all long, but I'm going to dive into Seattle real quick. Seattle Seahawks, the team that came in second place was a wild card team. They took care of the Eagles, and they lost in the division round. I forgot to who. But nevertheless, Seahawks, you already know when you come to Seattle, it's Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, Bobby Ratner, and the crew. DK Metcalf is coming in the year two. Just gonna see how well he developed. You still got uh, 
title lock it. You still got Chris Carson, who's coming off a hip who come off a hip injury. So we'll see if he'll be ready for the season starts. You working on your defense? You're trying to get your defense right. Defense, they picked it up in the last bit of the season, but can they keep it going now? Now it's a new season. We're gonna see with Seattle. Seattle, you know, they traded and got Jamal Adams from the Jets in the house. <sighs> when I seen that trade, I just fell out my chair like, why does the damn Seahawks always coming up with the big name players? Why are they always trying to get the big name players? I need Seattle to stop. We are sick and tired of y'all. Every time somebody's cut or every time somebody's available, y'all come in out of nowhere and pick that person up. Matter of fact, since y'all got Jamal Adams, y'all leave Antonio Brown alone. I don't want to hear Antonio Brown name and see how in Seattle in the same sentence. I don't. I don't want to hear Seattle and, Je- and Je- Davion Clowney in the same sentence. I don't want to hear none of these good players and in, in, in Seattle behind it. I'm sick of y'all. I'm tired of it. Go to the Pacific Northern and stay there. Damn it. Y'all got y'all Super Bowl. Get out of here. Y'all been to two. Should have had two Super Bowl rings, but we ain't going to talk about that. Uh, Tom Brady. <laughs> Nevertheless, now we got eight games to talk about. Let's see how these eight games going to go for us. When I left y'all, we was three and one. We was going to beat the... Dallas Cowboys in week one. We was going to lose to the Eagles in week two. Beat the Buffalo Bills in week three. And beat the Giants in week four. Let's get to week five. Week five, we had the Washington football team. Yeah, we had that team that don't that can't come up with a nickname, man. It's a long process, stuff like that. But should have been changed the name, man. You should already have a name replaceable because you knew the fire was going to keep burning for you to change the name. But that's Daniel Snyder. Yeah. Before I get into the prediction, let me shout out to Ron Rivera, who has been diagnosed with cancer. Prayers go out to him. And if anything happens, Jack Darrell will fill in as the head coach if Ron Rivera has to leave for any period of time. So prayers go out to you, Ron Rivera. Hope that you kick cancer's butt and you'll be good to go in good health, sir. Now to the prediction. New coach, new regime. Alex Smith has finally come back. He's been clear. Shout out to Alex Smith, man. He is back on the football field throwing some football. That is a blessing in itself. So shout out to Alex Smith. It's between him and Dwayne Haskins for quarterback position. You might go with Alex Smith. Even though them two years of hell he went through. Thank God he went. Thank God he got past it. But y'all not beating the rest. No, no. Nah, I feel this one being a pretty good, easy victory for us. 35 to 10. We take care of business. And then we get to week six. And week six, week six. We take a trip to Santa Clara to play them damn 49ers on Sunday night football. Lord have mercy, I am not. Seattle, I mean, San Francisco, Santa Clara, Sunday night football. I think we lose that game, thirty-one twenty-eight. I think they, I think they take the first one. Sunday night football, Santa Clara Dale Building. They hype. They ready to go. They, they beat us by a field goal. The following week, week seven, 
Monday night football. So we go from a Sunday night football to a Monday night football. Primetime show loves LA, huh? Monday night football, the Chicago Bears come on down to the Los Angeles area in SoFi Stadium. Who's going to be a quarterback? Is it going to be Mitchell too busy? Is it going to be Nick Foles by the time we get to week seven? Mm. Who's going to be the quarterback to start the season anyway? Do y'all trust David Montgomery or y'all still want to play running back by committee? Do you trust the Allen Hearns? Do you want to do that? I believe y'all got Jimmy Graham. Y'all got one tight end. Y'all got a tight end. I think it's Jimmy Graham. Do y'all believe in him? Even though y'all lost Trey Burton. Eh. We'll beat Chicago 24-17. We'll take care of business. I give respect to that defense. That defense going to try to keep them keep them in the game. But 24-17, we beat Chicago. And then it's week eight. The Miami Dolphins. We're going to the South Beach, ladies and gentlemen. Shouldn't be a problem because we the Rams stay in California. So just as, just as much of a distraction as it is in Miami. So they should be able to handle that. Will it be Ryan Fitzpatrick? Will it be Tua Tonga by Lola? I'm trying to see. I believe it's going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick because they I don't think they want to take that chance on Tua Tonga by Lola just that yet. So we're talking about halfway through the season. Yeah. I see us taking that one. 34-24. So through the first eight games, halfway through the season, I see a 6-2 right there. Only losses come between the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday Night Football and the Philadelphia 70, the Philadelphia Eagles, who have beaten us seven straight times, which I didn't know until I looked it up. So they beat us seven straight times. They might go ahead and make it eight because it's in Philly. All right. Week nine is a bye week, so we're halfway through the schedule. Week nine is a bye week. Boys get to sit back, relax. Look at, evaluate how what it at, what it looked like, what needs to change, what needs to work. And then we get to week 10. SoFi Stadium, first meeting with the Seattle Seahawks. Now, we have been owning the Seattle Seahawks for the past couple of years. Now, we split last year. I don't know why we split last year because Gray Zerline missed a game with a field goal in Seattle. Just right, right. So, yeah. But we have beaten them, I think, four out of the last five times we have beaten them. Let's not forget about that year when we swept both meetings and gave them the ass with of a lifetime at, at Central Link Field. Tyreek Gray had three TDs on that day. Aaron Donald was just harassing Russell Wilson and stuff like that. <laughs> good times, good times, but that probably won't happen again. But mm, first meeting at home, Seattle Seahawks. I'll take a dub. I'll take it. Mm, 38, 38-32. 38-32. I'll take that one. We'll win that. And then it's week 11. Monday Night Football at Tampa Bay. Week 11. We got to play that goddamn goat over quarterback in Tom freaking Brady. By this time, week 11, ladies and gentlemen, we will know what kind of team we have. And by this time in week 11 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tom Brady, Bruce Arians, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will know what kind of team that they got. So now you're talking about Tom Brady, Mike Evans, Quiz Godwin, Walcom Gowski, OJ Howard, Cameron Brake. Tom Brady has targets for days. We got targets for days too. Jericho's has running backs like Cam Akers. Markham Brown, Daryl Henderson, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Josh Reynolds, 
Vance Jefferson, Gerald Everett, Tyler Higby. It's going to be up to the defenses. One defense for Tampa Bay is led by Shaq Barrett. On our defense is led by Aaron Donald. Defense going to win a win in this game by making a play or two. And it's on Monday Night Football, which means, look here. I'm going to be up looking for this game. So, at Tampa Bay, I'm tired of losing to Tom Brady. I'm tired of getting beat by Tom Brady. And mind, if I last time we played Tampa Bay, they put up a 50-burger on us in our own building. Even though that was Jamie Winston last year, this is Tom Brady this year, I'm still feel pissed off. I want, I, I hope when week 11 get here, I want Sean McVay to put that tape on there. See, look, look at this defense. How many points did these boys score? They scored a 50 burger on us in our own building. What kind of message? If y'all don't go in the goddamn temple, punch these boys in the mouth, not that old behind 41, 42-year-old Tom Brady around and let him know your days are numbered, your days are over, I know something. 31-30, we win. We beat. Tom ready for once. All right. I guess I'm taking that chance. We beating Tom Brady for once. Week 12, it's the second round with the San Francisco 49ers. Now, I had them winning the first one, 31-28. We're going to take the second one, 28-24. We're on a five-game running streak now. We're on a five-game win streak. We are now sitting at nine and two on the season. Probably tops in the probably tops in the NFL or in the NFC at least. Leading the division. I feel good about myself. That depends on what Seattle and San Fran looking like. But I feel pretty good where we stand at right now. And then it's the first meet with the Arizona Cardinals. And Jesus Christ, the Arizona. They traded away David Johnson. They got deep. And got DeAndre Hopkins to go at Larry Fitzgerald. Kendrick Kirk. They, they still have Kendrick Drake. Kyler Murray is beefed up. The man looks bigger. Whoo! Keith Kingsbury and that damn offense. This this gunslinging offense that they got. It's going to be something sick. The problem is with, with Arizona, it's going to be their defense. So this could be a shootout down in the desert at Arizona. I'm going to be honest with y'all. I think Arizona might catch us. Because we have owned Arizona for the longest. This might be that game that they they might catch us. They might catch us slipping. They might catch us in a... Let me see. 31-24 loss. 31-24 loss. So, our five-game in street ends at Arizona. So... So by the time we get to week 14, we'll be looking at a a 9-3 record through 12 games. 9-3 record. So we're going to lose at, C- at Philly, lose at San Fran, lose at Arizona. Those are our three, our three losses are going to be on the road. We should, be, we should be able to take care of home business. We got Dallas at home. We got the Giants at home. We got Chicago at home. Seattle at home. And then San Fran at home. We should be able to win them games. 
We should better take one for San Fran. We should better win the first one against Seattle. We should take care of business against Chicago and Dallas. We should be 5-0 and at home at this point in time. We should be able to beat Miami at Miami. We should be able to beat Chicago at Chicago. So that's our that's seven wins right there. We we we'll steal one from Buffalo. We'll steal that one, and we'll steal one from Tampa Bay because <laughs> we're getting tired of getting beat by Tom Brady. It's time for Tom Brady to take an L to the Rams for once. There you go, nine and three going into Week fourteen, the final quarter of the season. Next week we'll finish it off and see where we stand at. That's the final four games, which is going to be quite interesting. Two divisional games and a Thursday night football game, which we don't know who's going to be a quarterback for a certain team. But I got to know who it might be. But nevertheless, with that being said, that's all I got for y'all this week of Ramley Talk. Ladies and gentlemen, if you haven't listened, go back and check out Who's Talk that dropped yesterday. Very good episode. Got into... A lot of stuff about the playoffs and talked about what's going on with Black Lives Matter. And real quick about that, what happened to Jacob Blake is the reason why black people are tired. It's the reason why black people are angry. It's the, why, it's the reason why black people are fearful. Why do we keep getting abused by police and nobody wants to do anything about it? Why are we subjected to police brutality? But everybody wants to find excuses not to deal with the issue at hand. Because we say black lives matter. Y'all want to say all lives matter. How can all lives matter when black lives don't matter? How how can y'all justify that? All lives matter, but yet black lives don't matter. We 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 can have police officers on our neck for eight and a half minutes. And nobody does nothing. We can have police officer come into our own house with no introduction with no signal, no nothing that can come in and shoot us and shoot at us when we're supposed to be sleeping. If y'all don't understand what I'm saying, the neck thing is George Ford, the invading the house thing is Breonna Taylor. Or you can be Jacob Blake, who broke up a fight. Who broke up a fight? All that he did was break up a fight and was going in the car with his kids and y'all shoot him seven times in the back. Now this man is paralyzed from the waist down and you tell me he won't be able to walk no more. And yet y'all still try to justify that police officer's job is is the one of the most dangerous job. And I agree with you. It is the most dangerous thing to do. But there's no way when a right militia can go to a can go to a, a a government place with AKAs holding them in protest because of shutdowns is happening because they're trying to save people's lives instead of putting them back to work and letting them die. They can hold AK, they can hold AKAs at a government official places. And nobody gets shot, nothing happens. But a black man can break up a fight, go to his car peacefully, and get shot seven times, and now can't walk no more. Or a black man who mistakenly had a counterfeit $20 bill 
can sit here and be treated the way George Floyd was treated with an officer's knee on his neck for eight and a half minutes and he is dead. And there's a little girl who has to live without her father. But yeah, nothing happens to the white guy who has a knife and is trying to stab people. But everybody wants to, the police officer telling everybody to back up. But yeah, we can get no knock warrant to police officer up in Louisville, Kentucky. And they can go into anybody's house and shoot them without hesitation. But facts came out that they got the wrong person in the wrong house. So a innocent EMT girl is dead. No arrest. Joy Floyd is dead. No conviction. Jacob Blake has been shot and y'all and y'all just investigating. Y'all trying to figure out, y'all trying to find whatever angle that y'all can find to acquit these officers from being held accountable. And we are tired of it. We it can't take no more. It is terrible that we live in a country and black people that can't be loved because y'all gonna take the police out every time. We know there are good cops out there. We know the good cops. The good cops are taking up for the bad ones. That's the problem. You're taking up for the bad ones. We're trying to get rid of the bad ones so the, the good ones that we know can stand out. But y'all don't want to have that conversation. Y'all don't want to affect change because change means something of yours is taken away or a slight change of what was the norm is switch. Y'all don't want to change the norm. Y'all want to understand the sense so all of us black people can die any type of way. You know, we know remorse for it. We're tired of it. We're done. We will, y'all will hear us in these streets. Y'all will hear us on social media. And y'all will damn sure will hear us in the polls. So when November get here, best believe we will be voting. That's all I got for y'all on Ramsey Talk. I'll talk to y'all next week. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.